Let's pray. Father, we thank you. And Lord God, I ask that you speak today and teach us today. And help us, Lord God, to understand your word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. In Revelation chapter 19, I want to talk a little bit about the ultimate praise, which, which is the word hallelujah. Okay, some say hallelujah, but the word hallelujah, I want to talk to you a little bit about the ultimate praise and get, I want you to get an understanding of, of what's happening. So today is going to be more teaching, okay? I know I've been doing a lot of that, but the goal is, is to get it, right? Y'all not here just because you want to see my beautiful face, right? Amen. amen. Thank you. I knew I'd get a good vocal amen out of that. Brother Jerome is always helping me. Thank you. Verse 19, verse, uh, chapter 19, verse 1. After these things, I heard something like a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven. Now, I'm going to stop before we go on to, verse, to the next one. I heard something like a loud voice. Now, keep in mind what's going on. John is being given these revelations, this revelation, these, these pictures, these images, these, but that things that are really happening, okay? They're, they're now, all of this hasn't transpired, but he's, he's, he's seeing what is to happen, okay? Revelation. Things are being revealed to him, okay? Now, get what's happening, and I heard something like a loud voice, a great multitude in heaven. Now, we are known to be a quiet people, needless to say, right? We tend to kind of sit on a laurel and we just kind of, okay, shh, quiet. Thank you, no sneezing. Thank you, bless you, brother. But no, we, we're quiet people, aren't we? We tend not to like noise. When we sleep, we want it quiet, right? When we eat, we kind of, if anybody ever been in a real noisy restaurant and you just couldn't eat because it was just so noisy? You ever been in one of those restaurants where the TV's blaring and they're playing soccer and it's goal and all of those things are going on and then you got this person over here that's blowing their nose while you're trying to eat and you got the waitress that dropped something and all of that stuff is going on. You ever experienced that? Yeah, okay, thank you. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so, but this is different. This noise is different. I heard something like a loud voice of a great multitude. Like, and notice it says, a loud voice, singular, of a great multitude, plural. Look at this. In heaven saying, Hallelujah! In one voice, multiple. Hallelujah. Now, have you ever thought about that word? You see, the, in, in the, the, the ultimate praise, the ultimate things that you can say and do for God, the one thing that he enjoys the most is his children praising him. Praising him. Praising him. But not only just praising him, but praising him because of what he has done. You see, you know, how many of you, and you may not want praise, but when someone comes up and says, hey, man, you did good, it feels good, doesn't it? Now, should God want our praise or need our praise? You know what? He does want our praise. He doesn't, he doesn't have to have it, but he wants it. 
and it's something different. And so and then it's nothing like when someone comes to praise you and they're all saying the same thing. And this great multitude, a voice and as a multitude saying the same thing. Hallelujah. Now, not that other thing that was played on Shrek or whatever, whatever whoever sang that song, Hallelujah, whatever they did. That's a told that has nothing to do with what God's version of Hallelujah means. Hallelujah. First off, it's only praise that can be assigned to God. It's only praise that can be assigned to God. So I want you to be careful when you throw that word out there. Okay. When you throw hallelujah out there, you really need to be careful because that word, that word means praise to Yah or praise to Jehovah. When you say hallelujah, you're saying praise to Jehovah. I want you to get that now. You want to praise God because your team just kicked a field goal. No, wrong place, wrong time. A wrong bat plate, wrong bat channel, wrong bat cave, whatever. Wrong. Hallelujah. Praise to Jehovah. That means that that word and that means that praise is only assigned to God. Please understand that, okay? It is only assigned to God. So however you've used it in the past, however you've applied it in the past, you better make sure it lines up because here we are in the book of Revelation. We're having this vision, this scene in heaven, and John is saying, I heard a great voice, a loud voice, so one unison voice in a multitude. So it would be, okay, I'm going to count down from three, and at the same time we're going to say hallelujah. At the top of your voice. Just in this little hall, okay? Now, is there anyone that feels like they can't say it? Let me know. But I'm going to count down from three, and we're going to say it. And I mean loud. Not just to show off how big your mouth is. <laughs> but, yeah, I pointed at Blair, I know. Y'all, a day and a half in the car. Woo, son. Anyway, yeah, I forgot about you, Ross. Yeah. Miss Patsy, praise God for you. Three, two, one. Now that's going on. That's going to happen in heaven, but not just once. Now, how many of you thought that was loud? How many of you didn't think it was loud enough? Three, two, one. Praise to Jehovah. That's what you just said. Now, let's get further into the word of God. Hallelujah. Salvation and glory and power belong to our God. That's the first reason that they're saying hallelujah in heaven right now is because Salvation, which is yours through the blood of Jesus Christ, came from God. No different than if I walk up and I give Bonnie $20. She can get it anyway. Hallelujah, you gave, David, you, you cracked your wallet open and gave me some money. You know, she can get it home. 
but salvation, but but there'll be a, there's a celebration for what? No, John, you, you're good. I know I can tell you're good. Okay, <laughs> salvation, Hallelujah, salvation. Now understand was identified as God and is given and, and and was given to God by Himself, and they're praising Him for having it and also giving it salvation and glory and power belong to now. Look at the rest of it to our. One voice, a multitude, ownership, our God. Yes, big G, not, not the little A, the one in South Alabama and Western Alabama, not the little A, okay? Praise you, Jehovah. Hallelujah, you, Je- hallelujah, praise you, Jehovah, because salvation and glory and power belong to our God. Now, look at the next verse in verse 2. Because his judgments are true. Now, look at this. His judgments are true and righteous, for he has judged the great harlot who was corrupting the earth with her immorality and her uh, immorality, sorry, and his, uh, he has avenged the blood of his bondservant on her. Now, whew, praising God because guess what? God's vengeance has finally happened. How many of you have ever sat back and thought, man, I sure hope they get their comeuppance. I sure hope they get what they've been asking. You're going to get it one day. You're going to get it. You shouldn't want that on everyone. Now, through these days of grace, you should want them to be saved, and you should wish well on them and pray for them. But as this world and everything continues on the way it does, guess what's going to happen? This harlot is going to be punished and praise God that he has you see the multitude is praising God because look at verse 2 his judgments are true God didn't let it continue y'all there's hope you're worried about this world and everything is going through it and when is it going to come to an end it's going to come to an end it, it, it will it is it will but it's going to happen And you will see that his judgment is true. And you will really say, hallelujah. You will really say when murder and and rape and homosexuality and crime of all kinds and and liars and and, and thieves and and gossipers and, and and people that hate and all of these things, you will see that come to an end. It will cease to exist. And the only thing that will exist is God's righteousness and his holiness. And that's it. Remember, remember now, the sun won't even exist because there'll be no need of it because of what? He's going to light up all of heaven. So his judgments are true, and his judgments will come to pass. And they're praising God. Praise Jehovah because everything is coming to pass. Now look at verse 3. And a second time they said, hallelujah. A second time they said, hallelujah. Her smoke rises up forever and ever. That smoke that they're witnessing, that they're seeing, they're praising God because there will be no end to the end. Their end is permanent. Their end is done. 
Those that are lost and do not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and have not accepted him and have gone the way of the beast, have accepted Satan and his work and all of these things and they're serving him, guess what? Their smoke will rise forever and they will pay. Now, this is not about being vengeful, me being, look, I don't, I don't want anyone to experience that. There are some that will. There's some that are in their grave right now that will experience that, okay? I, and there's nothing I can do about it. Only thing I can do about it right now is the ones that are still here in existence is preach the truth in love, preach the gospel in love to help them avoid what is being seen. And keep in mind, everything that's being seen is going to happen. And they praise God not only for his judgment, but they praise him because his judgment is what it is. And it hasn't, it, it won't come to an end. There, there, look at this. Her smoke rises up forever and ever. Eternity. If just like salvation is eternal, so is punishment. Hmm. Now, I know people might think you're a little morbid and you're going, God, David, you're praising God because, because. You want people to suffer? I don't want anyone to suffer. I don't want anyone to suffer. But there's a price that you will experience. There's a price that you will pay. And there's a price for the rejection of the Holy Spirit of God. Please get understand that. And everything that you're seeing, everything that, you know, the deception, the evil men, the wickedness of the world, you will see it come to an end. Those of you that are burdened and heavy laden with the frustration, the depression of the world, of, of everything that you watch on social media, every murmur that you hear, all of these things, it's going to come to an end. And it will cease. And you will have rest from that. Never to resurface again. Never to resurface again. There will be a permanent end. Now look at verse 4. And then the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped God who, sit, who sits on the throne saying, Amen, Hallelujah. And a voice came from the throne saying, Give praise to our God, all you his bondservants, who fear him, the small and the great. Then I heard something like the voice, here we go again, of a great multitude and like the sound of many waters and like the sound of mighty peals of thunder saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Now we're going to go back through some of that scripture, but I want you to notice something. There's four, I got four fingers up, right? Yeah, four hallelujahs. Look at each one. Look at each all four hallelujahs. Look at the one and look at the one in verse one. Look at the one in verse three. Look at the one in verse four. And look at the one in verse six. What's unique about all of them? Hmm? They're all capitalized. They're all cap exclamation points and they're all capitalized. That is deity. Period. It is deity. They are all capitalized. Once again, the word hallelujah should not be used as anything other than a sign to the deity of God. If you see it small, spelled with a small h, it is not representing God. And here it is, and, and guess what? If it is a sign to deity, then is it one of the names of God? It is in reference to his name. Praise you, Jehovah. Jehovah. Praise you, Jehovah. So there is deity assigned to the name 
Hallelujah. Go back. Look at verse 4. And the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped God who sits on the throne saying, Amen. Whoa, wait a minute. Amen went before the hallelujah. You notice that? Why did the amen go before the hallelujah? So be it in full agreement with who? Jehovah. In full agreement with Jehovah. Are you learning anything or am I giving you old news? Tell me, what am I doing here? Everybody's looking at me like, simpatico, everybody's looking at me like they're hungry. Y'all hungry? I'm hungry too. I had a little bowl of fruit. No, no sugar. I, you know, no, I ain't going to say it. Look at this. In full agreement, amen, so be it, praise you. Well, hold on. So be it, or in full agreement, praise you, Jehovah. Guess what? Go back to verse 4. Look at it. And the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped. Now, what are the four living creatures? What are the four living creatures? Yeah, but they are what? They're, they were the what flying around the throne? They were the, they were the seraphim. They were the seraphim that were flying. Now, look at what happened. Now, keep in mind, when you look at, when, you, when you, the throne is described and you have these four living creatures that, because keep in mind, these seraphim have six wings. With two, they flew. With two, they covered their face. And with two, they covered their feet. Okay? But they stop right here because there's praise being offered to Jehovah. They stop right here and they fall. Look at this again. And they fall. And the four living creatures fell down and worshiped God who sits on the throne. They now keep in mind, these, these creatures are flying around in heaven singing, crying, holy, holy, holy. They're full of nothing but praise anyway. But for the judgment that God has passed, look at this. For everything that has happened, for the salvation, in verse 1, the salvation and glory and power that belongs to our God because of his judgments, okay, and that the smoke, the judgment is eternal, they stop and they praise God in another fashion. They go from holy, holy, holy to amen, hallelujah, praise to you, Father. Praise to you, Jehovah. I know, it's we're teaching. That's okay. I ain't got yeah, thank you. But I want you to get something here. I want you to understand. This excites me when I read it. Because not everyone will be able to say what they're saying. It's only going to be everyone who's in heaven. It's only those who've been redeemed. It's only those. Now we're going to verse 7. Look at verse 7. Let us rejoice and be glad and give glory to him for the marriage of the lamb has come and the bride has made herself ready. There's three steps there we got to take. We're going to rejoice. We're going to be glad. And guess what? And we're going to give glory to God because he's made the way for the bride to come now. And the bride can come and receive her. Hey, she she can be received by the bridegroom. Why? Because God has put an end to it all. Now look at, look at this. I want you to get something here. It was given to her to clothe herself in fine linen and bright and clean. 
for the fine linen is the righteous act of the saints. Now, if you go back to verse three, uh, verse two, because his judgments are true and righteous, for he has judged the great harlot who was corrupting the earth with her with her immorality. And he has avenged the blood of his bondservant on her. Now, what does that got to do with anything? Well, understand. Okay, this has all been taken care. God has taken care of everything. And now, hey, guess what? Come get your reward. Now it's time to be received by the lamb. Now it's time because I've put an end forever and ever to everything that you've experienced, everything that you struggle. Now, keep in mind what's going on here. Jesus and the acts of the saints and all of these things, they're, accept, they're accepted by the bridegroom. Then he did one more thing. The bridegroom is who? The bride is who? Who's the bride? The church. But, but the church, but the church win. The church win. Huh? What do you mean win? The redeemed. The redeemed by who? The blood of the lamb, right? Okay, now get, get that. And that's who the bride is. So are you a bride? Brother Roy, you are a bride, right? Okay, I'm a bride. Kent, you're a bride. Hey, well, I'll, Mark, you're a bride. You're, you're all brides. Brother Guy, you're a bride. I'm focusing on the man because you know you're a bride, okay? That don't mean, oh, good, thank you. That don't mean you come walking down the aisle in, a, you know, in an A form and, and all that other. You ain't going to do that. Those ain't your white linen. I mean, you see Big Mike walking down the aisle in an A form mermaid dress? That would be not nice. <laughs> you would watch that. <laughs> Look at this. Y'all, you know, y'all ain't built right, man. I'm telling you. Look at verse 9. Then he said to me, so the bride, the bride is there. Because of everything that's been accomplished, they've been praising God, and the bride is there. And now he says, and then he said to me, write, blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are true words of God. Wow. You get that? Blessed are those who are invited. Now, keep in mind, just a couple of verses earlier, he's talking about who? Who's he talking about? He's talking about the marriage of the lamb for the bride. The bride is the church. Now, which bride gets invited to her own wedding? You don't invite a bride to the wedding. You don't invite a bride. Bonnie, did you invite yourself to your wedding? No. You invited others, didn't you? But you didn't invite. The bride doesn't. So now look at, look at verse 9. I don't know if y'all ever watched this or not. Then he said to me, write, blessed are those who are invited. Who's invited? The guest. And who's the guest? Who's the guest? Hmm? You can answer this. Y'all. I know this is Sunday morning service, but I'm teaching you today. I want you to get something out of this. Who's the guest? No, we're the bride. Who else, though? Y'all, rem- uh, there you go, Ernie. Remember, we got a cross in the middle. We got those post-salvation. We got those pre cross and even though you're invited in guess what you still get to experience everything that the bride gets to experience because you're invited in you are invited in and he invited them in so guess why everybody's praising God not only because they're a bride but also because they are invited to the wedding 
Is Satan invited to the wedding? Huh? Are his demons invited to the wedding? Is the one that practices murder invited to the wedding? Not unless he's been redeemed. So, is Pharaoh invited to the wedding? But is, in Joseph, is Joseph invited to the wedding? <laughs> See? Guess who's going to be there? Those, his bride and those invited. Now, I'm not going to get into all this revelation stuff because it can take about 18 years to preach three chapters. Okay? But I want you to get something. This all goes back to why they're saying hallelujah. Because you got to remember, all those before the cross, they still saw the wickedness of man, did they not? All of those after the cross, they still saw the wickedness of man, did they not? And guess what's happening here? You have a four, you have a revelation, I mean, you have a, the four hallelujahs here praising God for specific reasons, for salvation, for, hey, taking care of those who were disobedient and, for, and keeping his judgments real and ever, forever and ever. And then also, you have a hallelujah in verse 6 because God reigns over all of it. You see? He reigns over all of it. The calling, everything, everything. He reigns over it. He, he, he reigns. That's why, hallelujah, praise you, Jehovah. Praise you, Jehovah, just for reigning in my life. Praise you, Jehovah, for fulfilling your judgments. Praise you, Jehovah, for having all power, all salvation, all of these. Praise you, Jehovah, for never putting an end and, and, and not ever letting this come back. Not ever letting the harlot get back on her bed. Praise you, Jehovah. And praise you, Jehovah, because you're not only bringing the bride, but you're bringing those who have invited in. And guess what? They get to all be right there and experience it. Hallelujah is an important word, and it's the ultimate praise for God, and it's reserved for him only. It's reserved for him only, not because they have a sale down at the store. Hallelujah, everything's on sale, let's go. That's not reserved for the local quickie mart, okay? It's not reserved for gas prices dropping low. It's not reserved for anything but, this, but God himself. Do you get that? And there's one other reservation. The only ones that can say it are those who are redeemed. Those are the only ones that can say it. And it get right here. You understand? And it goes somewhere with God. So if, when we shouted it a while ago, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, it meant nothing to God. It meant nothing to God. But to those of you that have been bought by the blood of the Lamb, 
And you're his bride, and you're gonna you're you're his bride, and you're gonna be there, and and, and, and you're gonna see who's been invited, and those who have been blessed as well. It meant it meant everything to God for him to hear you say hallelujah. Now, from this day forward, when you say hallelujah, because you know why you're saying hallelujah, it's gonna mean even more to him now. Oh. Oh, my goodness, can you imagine now when you say hallelujah to God, the ultimate form of praise, and he knows that you have the knowledge and you have the wisdom to apply it appropriately? Do you know what that will do for him? It's going to be that offering, that sweet aroma. I know y'all are sitting there looking at me. Okay, hallelujah. No. It's hallelujah because it's deity. I'm going to ask everyone to close their eyes and bow their heads. Hallelujah is reserved for God. It's going to be reserved for those who have, whose name is written in the book of life. The lake of fire is reserved for those who have rejected the precious gift of God. You fall into one of those categories. I'm telling you right now, you fall into one of those categories. And the one that you need to fall in is the one who has their name written in the Lamb's, I mean, in the book of life. If you can't say, 100% that you would even be a bride or invited to the wedding, where right now you would have to be a bride. If you can't say 100% that you are a bride of the Lamb, if you can't say 100% that you're part of the great multitude shouting in in a loud voice, Hallelujah, praise you, Jehovah. For salvation and glory and power belongs to you. If you're one of those that can't say it for sure, if you were to die, if you if Jesus were to come back and you did not know the say, if you you're not 100 percent sure you'll go to heaven, I need you to look at me right now. Don't be ashamed. Don't hold your head down. Hold your head up if you don't know, because you can know him today. If you're putting your faith and trust in anything else other than God, if it's more important to you right now, if it is more important to you right now to be focused on something else other than God, you need to look at me. I can tell you right now, everyone's not telling the truth. Now, everybody, every other head is eye, and eyes closed, but I can tell you right now. That there's some things more important than your eternal salvation. Yep. And you will not be able to say hallelujah.
and you will spend an eternity separated from God because you view something else more important. Real simple. So I'm not going to beg you. I'm not going to call you out, but I'm looking at you. And I'll let God be the one. Because it's not my judgment you got to stand in front of. It's not my wrath. My wrath means nothing. And if you think you're ready for the wrath of God, you are sadly mistaken. Majority of the world can't make it five minutes when their cell phone dies. How are you going to stand before a holy God? As John does the invitation. 